Welcome everybody to Jedi Eternal Star Wars Podcast. This is episode 45, just a mere five episodes away from the big 5-0. Today I'm your Pope, ghost, whatever I am. Uh, Braxton Taylor here with Andrew, the hostess with the mostest. Bolin. Wow. You know, you've heard that's, 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 that's me. Pause on it. I was going to explain it. You know, oh, okay. I, I've complained many times about uh, my my chair that I had to sit in here. And, uh, you know, <laughs> he has this kingly throne over here, like gaming chair. <laughs> and I'm like, I was complaining about it. And you know what? This beautiful man, he let me sit in it today. <laughs> So well, I'm very okay. appreciative. Well, well, first of all, I told you, you can buy any chair you want and bring oh, it here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could buy any car I'm that I wanted. I'm not going to buy you know. a chair for you. <laughs> no, I just expected him to have a little something more than that, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I expect too much sometimes. Well, you know, if you had paid attention, the past couple episodes, I've not even been using the chair. No, I know. The chair has sat over um, see, to I, the right of us. The difference is, though, I don't ever presume to take a man's throne from him. You know, so. <laughs> I've been using the same kind of chair that you've been using. Well, and just a lot less complaining coming from this side of the table. I just think that uh, <laughs> I just think that you have a different chair. <laughs> well, anyway, Andrew, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. That's um, debatable. That well, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm glad to be here. It's actually super exciting. We're kind of wired up today. This is the only second episode we are back from kind of our holiday break here. So we're super excited to be back with each and every one of you. Um, definitely been missing it. <clears throat> Do want to say right off the bat here, we have done kind of a little bit of an advertising, a little like boosting one of our posts for our most recent uh, episode 44 that came out. So uh, we had a decent, you know, response on Facebook, but we actually had some like a really, really good response on Instagram. We had, yeah. I, you know, I don't know, honestly, I, the, the internet's not great here because it's been down, so I can't look at it. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised right now if it's sitting somewhere between like 275 and 300 I likes. I might be able to tell you. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see if see you can pull it up. At. Yeah. Um, oh, we got another follow. <gasps> oh my gosh. We're at 277 likes. There you go. So. Yeah, I'm say 277 likes. That's, that's more than we got on anything on any medium so far, which is, sounds really sad, <laughs> but, but, but we're very, very thankful for it. So I do want to say right off the bat, um, if any of you are listening today on this podcast, uh, episode 45, because you came from that ad on Instagram, first of all, welcome. We're super excited to have you here at Jedi Eternal. We love Star Wars. We love uh, talking about Star Wars, rumors, theories, news, anything and everything in between. So if you're here because of that ad, welcome. Um, and we would ask you if you could, you know, after you listen to this, send us a message on Instagram or on Facebook, um, comment on our post when you see it, and let us know that you came because of Instagram. We'd just like to know just for our own sake. Yeah, mainly because we want, want to make sure we didn't <laughs> waste sure our money completely. Money. Um, <laughs> so we have a lot of interactions um, on it, like 277 likes or whatever it was, and we got like a handful of followers. So first of all, thank you for those of you who are following and listening. We got actually a couple of really good comments saying how enthusiastic some people were, like listen. So yeah, which is always super exciting. Super to see, so. exciting, encouraging. Thank you for that. Yeah. Last thing I want to say on that is um, those of you who liked uh, and followed on Instagram who you may not be aware is that we do have a Facebook page, and that is kind of where our main hub is. Um, that is where uh, we're 
kind of the mass amount of our communication is or where our posts are, our, our polls are, where we ask people questions and things of that nature. Instagram is a big one. We have a lot of posts on there, but it's mostly just kind of like memes and just fun stuff, like big things we want to share. But a lot of the like communication happens on Facebook. So if you could, we would love to have you yeah. over on Facebook. Um, so yeah. yeah. And those of you that have been listening for a while now, um, you know, as, as you may know, we post... The, every time a new episode comes out on Saturday at two o'clock, mm-hmm. we we make a post about that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We would love for you to share that post. Oh, uh, yeah. When you see that come up, if you don't mind, just take a, a moment and and share that uh, to all of your family and friends, and that would would do a, a great work for us. So. Yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> no, well, we really do appreciate it, and we really honestly we talked about this a little bit for the episode, but we're just so thankful and for everybody who's liked and interacted and stuff and we just love the community that's starting to form um and has been forming for a while now yeah uh, but we would love to grow it you know we have yeah. a handful of people who really interact and stuff mm-hmm. uh, people who we don't even know some we do some we don't and uh yeah um, and we know there's more people out there like that, that that yeah. are wanting to they're <laughs> right. just looking for the right community and right. and we think that we can provide that yeah here, we so. we hope so anyway um so if you if you would like to follow along with us and and, and let's do our shenanigans <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, we promise we are like best friends. So all yeah. of our like faux arguing, arguing is actually probably arguing, but we do love each other. We're actually like best friends. So anyway, uh, we're not truly best friends if you don't argue. Anyway, yeah, that's been this way it. since uh, <laughs> there's literally a picture of me holding Braxton when he was born. So well, we don't talk about that. that goes, so anyway. <laughs> it's a, it's an adorable picture. Um, so yeah, but literally baby, our entire baby. life. Uh, this friendship has been. So. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, kind of a little bit of housekeeping there for people who are maybe just coming on for the first time because we, I just, we really wanted to like kind of do this introduction because so many people were liking that post. We're like, man, like what if some a bunch of people come on don't know who we are? So yeah. Um, last but not least, a little bit, one more piece of housekeeping before we move on to our main schedule um, <clears throat> is that coming up very, very soon is our one year anniversary. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be ex- super exciting, super awesome. I'm I'm excited to a like, one year yeah, anniversary. What a year it has been! <clears throat> what a year has been! Um, honestly, yeah, a lot of unexpected twists and turns, but mm-hmm. but you know what? It's been super fun to be able to be on this podcast and 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 share these memories with you, Drew, yeah. and uh, and also like I said, start, share some memories with some new people who we don't even know and we've been meeting for the first time. So super cool. But we're gonna have our. Uh, one year anniversary event, which we're going to have like a big episode, um, you know, just typical episode. And we're going to do a, a big ranking, which go ahead and say it, yeah, uh, yeah, do, it go do a big uh, ranking Star Wars episodes one through nine. What is our rankings of those basically? Like yeah. what's our favorite ones? What's our least favorite ones? Um, and then we're also going to have that, that Saturday that it releases. We're going to try our best to have a big um, live stream and we're going to be able to talk about our, that same topic, uh, our, uh, most favorite Star Wars movies it ranked. We're going to ask that anybody who wants to get on, you can get on with you and tell us about yours as well. Yeah. Um, we're going to have some giveaways, possibly. I'm not going to mm-hmm. concrete on what it's going to be quite yet, but it's going to be some exciting stuff. Yeah. And I don't want to uh, count my eggs before they're hatched necessarily, but I do want to say, for those of you who have been asking for it, we're planning, not going to concrete it, but planning on dropping some merch Yes. That day. Yes, that's right. Um, so be there's a lot of really so awesome stuff coming. We're, we are hoping to do this Saturday, Saturday the 30th. Yes, um, yes. And so that's when this is all going to go down. Our yeah. big um, episode <laughs> where we rank 
Um, the the Star Wars movies that'll be at two o'clock that Saturday. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, we'll probably give it maybe a couple hours after that. Um, we'll we'll do our live um, our big live event mm-hmm. and 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 just like Braxton was saying, we'll 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 probably be playing some games, hanging out, getting some of you guys on there with us, talking talking to you guys. Yeah. Um, and and do that giveaway which will be awesome and then we'll drop the merch we'll probably do a merch reveal on the live stream yeah yeah and kind of show you guys what we're working up so yeah absolutely so super 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 exciting stuff i know this isn't like uh star wars universe and lores right now (laughs) so we apologize but there's a lot of stuff going on on our end on the podcast end so we wanted to kind of explain that to each and every one of you and 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 make that known so you're aware and you can be excited with us and maybe give some suggestions on uh you know what you would like to hear on the live stream or sure, yeah. any special things we could do or anything on the merch that you'd like to see or whatever, right? Uh, we yes. are always open to hear from our community. We're very open to hearing it. Please. <laughs> very, for the love of all of We just want to hear from you, please. <laughs> we love to you. Us. <laughs> anyway, so with all that housekeeping done, we're super excited, but now let's move on to what you know and love, and that is Jedi Eternal <clears throat> Star Wars Podcast news. <laughs> now that 90% of you um, had skipped forward until you heard us say say <laughs> something about Star Wars news, here you go. <laughs> here you go. All right. So first and foremost for this week, Kevin Feige addresses the state of his Star Wars movie. So as we've been hearing, we've been hearing some rumors and some things going around about Kevin Feige's movie and, and the producer of Loki uh, maybe coming on to his movie and a lot of different stuff. But Kevin Feige had recently addressed the state of that Star Wars movie um, and some more details about that. So Drew, do you have anything for us on that? Yes. Um, this is what this is what Feige had to say. He said, we're thinking that we're... Oh, wait, sorry. They, they, they asked... If he is going to continue to work on on Star Wars after this movie he's currently working on, mm. which they speculate is going to be the 2027 spot, but we don't know that for sure. Um, right. But they, they asked him if he planned on doing more. And he said, we're thinking that we're not. That is, um, everything you've heard about has been leaked. It's not stuff that we've officially <laughs> announced or gotten into. So suffice to say, the focus is on all the number of Marvel things we're working on. The what, where, when, and how of of that Star Wars movie, I don't know. I'm excited for the Book of Boba Fett and the Rogue One show and the Obi-Wan show and Patty's movie and Taika's movie after Thor Love and Thunder, of course. Wow. How biased of him. (laughs) (laughs) He he then, they went on um, again to kind of ask, like, is there any other Star Wars projects you're working on anything? And he said, not at all. Well, so let me say right off the bat is that you can't trust a word anybody says anymore. No, you, you truly cannot. We've, if, if anything, we've learned over this past year of reporting on on Star Wars news. Yeah, yeah. we've learned that there's a bunch of liars out there. A bunch there. of liars over at Disney and Lucasfilm and, and all of them. So, um, honest, honestly, I, and that's a joke, but seriously, there's so many things that have been said. Like, well, there, no, this is absolutely not happening. Or, no, I have no idea what's going on. Or, mm-hmm. oh, I have no idea. I'm not really involved. And it's like literally the complete opposite. Like, they were involved. They didn't know exactly what's going on. There was more stuff coming. So I take a lot of stuff like this with a grain of salt because, you know, here's, and here at the end of the day, you can't necessarily blame them because that's their job, right? They're, they're, not, they're not supposed to reveal it. So why would they... they why would they reveal it, right? Why would they... Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. So naturally, the way they have to get out of it is lie, which can be a little disheartening or annoying sometimes, but at the same time, 
you know, it is it is part of. I it, mean, when so. you ask the hard questions that you know they can't answer, what right. do you expect to get? You know, and, <laughs> so. and, and you can only dodge the question so much. Right. You know, right. at some point you have to give them an answer, and if you if you if you can't tell them yes, then you have to tell them no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and here here's my thoughts on on Kevin Feige. I think he's doing this movie. I think they're going to see how it goes, where yeah, it goes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Kevin Feige is so, so busy with Marvel. I mean, if you look at what Marvel is doing in this in Phase 4, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, right. Just the stuff that uh, they're doing for Disney Plus alone, not even considering yeah. movies, is crazy. We're getting, like, one after another this year in, on Disney Plus. Um, and so it's he's got a lot on his plate. <laughs> right. Right. And and so when you look at it, it makes sense. Like, yeah, he's going to jump in. He probably, well, first of all, he's proven himself to to know what he's doing, and he right. he loves Star Wars. He's talked about that before. So they're they're giving him a chance to do a Star Wars movie, and I think that's really what it's about is just giving him a chance to come over here and do this. But if it does really really well, mm-hmm. which I have a good feeling it will, sure, yeah. I would say there's a chance we'll see Feige come back again to do more. Now, will he will he ever be the what he like will he ever be what he is for Marvel? Right. I doubt it because doubt we, it, yeah. we we have John Favreau and Dave Filoni, which yeah. I think is kind of becoming that for yeah. the for the Star the Wars kind of spokesperson, the, the main overall kind of not not maybe not the bosses, but yet they're the kind of the hierarchical hierarchical and directors. I think you know? I think in a lot of ways they're making those creative decisions on where where things are headed and we know kevin feige does that he he's kind of the mastermind of the mcu and so um i don't necessarily think he's going to become that for star wars yeah but i wouldn't be surprised if we do see him uh in the future maybe work on some more projects well kevin feige has absolutely earned his place (laughs) where he is you know and and anybody who even is somewhat affiliated with marvel knows that he's earned his place within disney right um, he's done fantastic work, and uh, now does that translate to Star Wars? No, it doesn't. But he clearly knows what he's talking about on subjects that he knows what he's talking about, and he knows sure. how to do it well. So my point is, is that if anybody ever earned a, a Star Wars movie, so to speak, right, to, to direct or to lead or whatever he's doing, right, writing, I don't even remember what he's doing, but uh, you know, he's earned his place. So yeah, I, I definitely think like, okay, you know what, you've you've been so accomplished in other areas. Let's go ahead and give you a Star Wars movie, see what you do. And uh, but that's kind of how it's been with a lot of different stuff with Star Wars, right? They they test the waters to see if it's good, and then they jump, you know, feet first into it if it's even somewhat good, right? As we see with uh, Mandalorian, as we see with. Uh, uh, higher public i mean even to some degrees like star wars squadrons right like they, like oh we're not gonna this is a small thing we're only gonna do anything uh, do nothing else with with squadrons and it turns out like a lot of people liked it oh let's go ahead and have a whole new update and let's have all this stuff right so uh you know there's there's a lot of different stuff that um there's a lot of different stuff that uh we're going to be able to to see over the next couple years and it's going to be very interesting but i do definitely think that with kevin feige we're going to to see a very good movie a very uh well-written uh lore-based movie but uh how, how when it goes past that is it's going to be it's going to be up for question right it's going to be up for how the fans respond to it and how disney thinks uh that it goes because it, like i said at the end of the day disney wants to make money disney wants to be successful and kevin feige is a part of disney so if they tell him yeah you're getting more movies and he's going to do more movies you know what i'm saying so that's way i look at it yeah i think that's a good way to look at it yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. This is a big one uh, for me personally. Um, this this is exciting stuff. Um, oh yeah, huge. 
Lucasfilm's games has returned. Now we, you know, yes. uh, LucasArts. Uh, I think it was called LucasArts Studio, Studio or something like that. that. Yeah, and the, the, the classic, um, basically where all the the old Star Wars games came from was right. LucasArts. Uh, it was around for a long time, and then it eventually yeah. um, closed down and. And then the EA deal happened, and, and Star Wars games have been with EA now for many years um, exclusively, okay? Right. And, and, but now we got, um, earlier this week, the introduction of Lucasfilm Games. Yeah. And basically, this is where all the Star Wars games will come out of Lucasfilm's games. Yeah. And, and, and other projects, as we know, mm-hmm. an Indiana Jones project is in the work, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, from Bethesda, which is neat. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> Actually, um, I'm not sure what to expect on that, but I'm very excited. So Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting. Um, but what what we've learned through this is that EA um, no longer will be the exclusive of company to have Star Wars games. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and because the next day they announced that Ubisoft and Massive Games Studio, I think it's called Massive, Massive Entertainment. Yeah, something like that. Uh, who are the developers of The Division. Mm-hmm. Um, they are making in a... Uh, I'm sorry, I want to make sure I get the exact term they use. Mm, I don't see it on here. Well, I know it's on here. It. Basically, it was, it was, it's a... It's an open world. Open world. It was some story based open world. Story game. driven open world yeah. game. Something yeah. like that. Sorry, I thought I was on here, but I don't see it now. Okay. Um, anyway. Oh, I, found, I did find <laughs> it. Yeah, it says that Lucasfilm Games and Ubisoft are collaborating on a new story driven open world Star Wars game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, this is this is being led by Massive Entertainment. Uh, who again, as I said, did Division. Uh, did you ever play the Division? I Division did. one or two. I did play Division one quite a bit, um, and I really did enjoy it. I really did enjoy it. Um, it's a very unique game. Um, it's not your traditional open world, while it is open world. Um, <clears throat> and and another thing we have to think about, even though Massive Games is the one that's going to be doing the developing stuff, you know, Ubisoft or Ubisoft, uh, you know. They are the overall developers and stuff of of games like Assassin's Creed, which are phenomenal open world games that are traditional open world and things of that nature. So while Massive didn't really always have like a hand in in uh, Assassin's Creed and things of that nature, their parent company uh, is Ubisoft, which is going to be able to give them some help and and, and fellow uh, developing teams might be able to chip in and things of that nature. So I I have high hopes for it. I know a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of people who have their reservations with Ubisoft. Um, but again, like I said, with it being massive and things of that nature, I, I think that uh, Massive has done a great job on Division. Now, I didn't really play the second one, so I can't speak as much to that. But I do remember a lot of good reviews coming out from that. So definitely excited to see where they go with it. Um, but, uh, you know, at this point, it's going to be probably decently far into the future <laughs> yeah i mean and so. and and we have to be a little reserved with this because we do know there have been so many star wars projects that yes, have i mean yes, i can think of yes. two big ones that were supposedly kind of maybe open world even that uh never never came to fruition i mean they were yeah. there but they, and talked about a lot and then it never happened yeah and um and so you know i think we have to keep our hopes uh, limited right now until we actually <laughs> right. start to see some some right, real stuff from right. this because again this just being announced means 
it's it's in the early stages. Yeah, uh, I'm I mean, sure. nothing nothing is solid right now. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and they made a point to to make like no details known. You know, and what I'm but if you if you look at at what massive games have been a part of, um, they had they were a part of Assassin's Creed Revelations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't. I don't think they were the main developers, but they they must have helped some there. Yeah. Uh, we know they they worked on Far Cry Three. Yeah, um, which was a really good game. They worked on, of course, the the division games. That was kind of, I think, their first like uh, really big game that they they took on themselves. Yeah. Um, and and now we know they're they're working on two games. They're working on an Avatar game and a Star mm. Wars game. Yeah. So um, yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of really cool stuff under development and under their belt. I yeah. mean, if so, to me. If you look at at what they've done, this could easily be a a uh, four player uh, multiplayer type type game where you yeah um, it, kind of like the division you like teams I, I kind of wonder yeah. this I could see this not being a Jedi game possible I could see yeah. this being more focused on blasters and stuff because that's kind of what they've have done in the past yeah. Um, but maybe they're going to step out of that and and go into something a little different, and and personally, I want this to be as it says, story driven. Right. And as we all know, it, I don't think it's impossible. But a lot of times, when you do a multiplayer game, the story driven aspect just never works out. It's never, it never at the top at the of the echelon. It's never at the top of the list, right? It's always it's kind of sifted down somewhere a little bit below. Like it's there, but yeah, yeah. it's mostly yeah. focused on the interaction between players. Right. And I'm not against a good Star Wars multiplayer game. Sure. But yeah. I also want some really good story focused right. Star Wars games. And well, that's where we're really lacking. Yeah. Um we, Sorry, we, I was gonna say, and we have we have games like Battlefront Two, right? Yeah, who, yeah. who has had success in the later part of it, but we also have seen recently with Star Wars uh, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, right? Sure. That has done phenomenally well. Yeah. A lot of people liked it, and I I truly do think that Star Wars has seen that, Disney has seen that, and be like, hey, you know, we want to continue having success, and we want to continue making people happy, and if a semi open world story driven game like Fallen Order is going to be that. Then yeah, absolutely. Now, Fallen Order is like not strictly open world, but you see what I'm saying with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and you know some of you might be thinking, oh, oh no, you know, we're not going to get a a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order because because now Lucasfilm's games has Star Wars. Yeah, EA has already said like, hey, we we're still partners with Star Wars. We're still we're actually working on games right now, working on Star Wars yeah. games. So EA is still in the mix. And oh, yeah. This yeah. is kind of what we had talked about recently on the podcast, yeah. uh, maybe a couple months ago. We talked about how um, we think this was going to be the best route was to sure. was to get rid of this deal because for EA to have the only have the rights to Star Wars games was just – unrealistic really. sure and we, there's more there's more developers <laughs> yeah. out there that can do different things and yeah. so but now they still get to be a part they can still work on what they the games that they have built that were successful and continue those maybe try mm-hmm. something new but mm-hmm. we can also have a developer like massive entertainment with with ubisoft now come up yeah. and do something completely different and i think i think we're getting the best of both worlds now so well, I, I don't think there's anything negative about this i think this is all good news 100 percent. i'm on the exact same page as you i think this is fantastic news all around and uh you know two things i'll say to that is first of all i love the idea that everything's brought back home right yeah uh, un- un- under 
Well, let's use that. Uh, let me rephrase that. Over the past couple of years, everything has been under the banner of EA. And uh, so now Star Wars Games is now under Star Wars Games, right? It's like that. that's what this is about. Lucasfilm Games, I guess, is the, the proper title. But it's now like everything's under the banner of Lucasfilm Games. Yeah. And then other companies will be under that banner. You know what I'm saying? Now it's not just EA. Right. And they have everything Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? That, so that's the first thing, good thing I'd say about the second thing, though, is also is that, you know, uh, I'm showing my stripes a little bit here, but, uh, you know, if you just have one company doing something, that, that it does not drive them to be excellent. But when you have multiple game or companies doing something, it drives them for excellence. You know, there's that competition, and competition creates a better product, typically. Sure. Um, you know, and, and if Ubisoft is going to be create in massive games, is going to create this really good game, it's going to force EA to make something better because there's a lot of... Again, uh, you know, with Battlefront 2, everyone couldn't stand it. They hated it when it first came out because it lacked everything. But what else were they going to do, right? Go somewhere else, you know? But now <laughs> yeah, they have alternatives, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I just, I like that. I think it's 100%. Everyone look at it a better thing. Sure. And, I, and I'd say this is just the tip of the iceberg. I think that we are going to, well, actually, we know um, they said there will be more announcements yeah. um, in 2021. Yep. There's going to be more announcements. And so I think this is just the beginning. I think we're going to hear about more developers yep. from from other companies that are going to be making Star Wars games. And I'm just very excited about it. I yeah. think uh, give me that uh, give me that um, Knights of the Republic. <laughs> right. Come Knights on, Republic I'm three. waiting. On, yeah, <laughs> give me give me a three. Give me a remake. I don't or, care. Yeah, I'm saying or remakes. Just, just give too. me Knights of the Republic. <laughs> right. I'm on the same page, man. I mean, like people will be like, "Well, come on, let's do something new." I'm like, "Oh, I mean, you look, we can do something or, new." But <laughs> well, I'm okay with the new story. Just give me the the same idea of same of, principle. Yeah. Yeah, where you you um, you're a Jedi, you make them your own. He, <laughs> right. he starts pretty low, is and you get better and better, and you make decisions. And come on, give it to me. I, I want it too. I, I think we, I think we deserve it. <laughs> I think we deserve. We are owed this. So anyway, um, so a lot of good stuff coming. I'm I'm a big uh, proponent. I know Andrew is as well of gaming and games and and how you know it takes it to the next level, right? Because you're getting this awesome, awesome story, but you're also like, you are a part of that story. And that's what makes gaming so awesome. And that's why, you know, I'll never understand people personally <laughs> who say, oh, I can't stand single player and story games. I, I love multiplayer. And multiplayer is fun and I love it. But there's just something about story-driven games because you're it's like watching a movie, but you're controlling the character. And that is so amazing. So yeah, a lot of really cool things. Super excited about it in the future. So totally. Let's go ahead and move on to our next news piece then, um, and that is Liam Neeson, the legend himself, says that he would be up for being in the Kenobi series. So obviously Liam Neeson has played Qui-Gon Jinn in Phantom Menace and kind of reprised that role in a couple of different things, like some of the animated uh, shows and movies and stuff like that. Um, fantastic character, love him, and so for him to say that he would be up for being in the Kenobi series, that just makes me happy. Um, we know that that originally, of course, in episode three, uh, Revenge of the Sith, we know that Yoda talks to Kenobi, right, Obi-Wan, and tells him that he has to go to Tatooine to learn from, um, learn from Qui-Gon, right, through the Force. So we know that there has to be something there. So if Liam Neeson's not in it, I'd be a little bit... Yeah, uh, the, the lore is set up already for yeah. all of it it's <laughs> right. set up to he, he while he's protecting luke on tatooine he has training with qui-gon we already know that yeah so if they make this stinking show 
<laughs> and Liam Neeson is right. is saying he is up for it, and they yeah. do not have Qui Gon in this. Yeah, I'm gonna be disappointed. <laughs> that would be an absolute tragedy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's such a missed opportunity too. I mean, because like I said, well, yeah. Qui Gon was one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite characters. Well, um, and here's the thing: as far as we know, this Kenobi series is a one and done thing. Sure. Right. Yeah. As far as we know, so you know, after this, if we don't, if we do not get um, anything we don't get in this, we may never see because yeah. this is probably going to be the last, the last thing we get of, of, uh, Ewan McGregor as, as Obi-Wan. Yeah. Well, basically, except for maybe like he might return as a force ghost at some right, point in, right. in like a future. Th I mean, right. you know, they could do something like that, but, yeah. but a story about Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, I, this is really probably one of the last times we're going to get that. And, and like, yeah, and basically, what to 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 echo what you said, any any expectation that is unmet will stay unmet, right? Anything that 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 could have been in there and doesn't come will never be realized. So yeah, I mean, it only it only makes sense first of all according to the lore that we see, um, that we see uh, Qui Gon, and no one needs to be playing Qui Gon other than Liam Neeson, right? Because yeah. that's just that's who it is. And uh, it would be a, a great missed opportunity. Um, so it needs to happen. It yeah. needs to happen. And and so he was being interviewed by um, by Collider when when all this went down. And and they they asked if he'd be willing to return the role. And, and his exact words were, "Sure, I'd be up for that." Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And um, and and then what, what what's really funny is they were they were talking to him about um, about the. This, the Star Wars movies and, and things. And, mm. and he went on to say that he felt like Star Wars was kind of drifting away. And, and they said, well, actually, no, like Star Wars is, is really big right now. It has spinoffs and all this stuff. And he was like, oh, really? Like he didn't, oh, he know. didn't even know. He didn't yeah. know. <laughs> and, uh, he's, and, and his words were, I'll be honest with you. I haven't heard that at all. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Like I said, like I said, it could be one of those two things, right? Like Liam, what, he's a big actor, right? He's, he just has a new movie. I think it's called The Marksman or whatever that's about to come out. So he's he's doing stuff. So, I mean, sure. he, he may not be super interested in it in terms of like keeping up with the lore and all this like that. So he may not. No, yeah. or, or or it's like a Ewan McGregor situation where he's known for years, or he's already gonna, he's, he's already, already scheduled there. to be in. He's Kenobi. already there. Well, I mean, because this is the way I look at it. I mean, yeah, it could happen throughout the entire series, but I I think that that if we were to see Liam Neeson as uh, Qui Gon, I would uh, I would say that we probably see him like in the first one or two episodes, right? Because it's right, yeah. Because you, you, like, you assume he'd be probably towards the beginning before right. everything starts to happen. So, like I said, that may so be. could it be that he's he's truly unaware? Yes, but I, I don't know with everything that's been going on and stuff. With well, people, and, and you know, we know Kenobi, the production of Kenobi has started. Oh yeah. Now that yeah. doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they're on set, of course. Right. Um, but we yeah. know that that things are are beginning to start. So like. There's a good yeah. chance that script is if Qui Gon's in it, it's it's already you know it's so. already set in stone. I will say on a complete side note, I did see like a, a, a some video on, on YouTube or as a TikTok or something where somebody was like hiking and they saw the Kenobi set uh, wherever it was filming. I don't even remember. And there was like there was like gates and stuff like that, and they like seen through like one of the links in the gate. And it had like what looked to be like Tatooine. Um, and, and cause if you remember, I don't know if you, I, I think I sent this to you a long time ago, but before season two came out for Mandalorian, someone, someone also like went out in California and, and said that they think that they're filming Mandalorian 
and they filmed it, and it, it ended up being the Boba Fett scene, uh, where where they're in the rocks and well, stuff. We like know that. Uh, Jason Ward. Uh, he he's t- he goes out there and takes pictures. We've looked at those before. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. He he'll he'll go out there and like get on like a high mountain and start taking pictures. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of legal. I, don't I, know. I figure I don't that's know. illegal, but <laughs> it's he like gets away trespassing with trespassing or something. I don't um, know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, in a I, I thought you were going to say when when you said you saw a video and and they looked through and. Thought you were gonna say that the evil clone Yoda was was that there. is you know I, I thought that I was where you didn't going want to scare it. anybody but that is actually what I was going to say <laughs> you know I mean obviously they gotta they gotta start getting uh, evil clone Yoda in gotta, somewhere so gotta put him in somewhere it's gonna start you know? with with the Kenobi series to lead into the Ray series you know right yeah well that's that's the point they gotta start <laughs> off somewhere and then that's kind of creating the lower seeds yeah, for the yeah yeah yeah, comes, yeah makes, so it makes a lot of sense it makes complete sense to me so. Um, but yeah, uh, Liam Neeson, he is, uh, you know, like a lot of actors, you know, just because they're in something does not mean they're fans of it. And, sure. Yeah. And, and yeah. I know it, that's hard for us to, to take sometimes because we, we want them all to like love it with a passion, right? right. They like want to be that character, um, you know? But, yeah. you know, a lot of times that is just not the case. And I would say with someone like Liam Neeson, um, he probably... I mean, he probably just doesn't really pay much attention to what yeah. Star Wars. And it could be. Um, it could be that. Or he's a total liar. Or he's a total so. liar. And, that, and they're actors, so they're good at and it. And we've I guess. called out some of the other liars on this show before. <laughs> so. Yes. So we, we have experience <laughs> with spotting liars. <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's. Uh, that's going to conclude our news for this week, and we're going to go ahead into our rumors. So our very first rumor for this week is Star Wars Rebels sequel. And we have talked about that uh, quite a bit in rumors before, and 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 that it might be coming and all the stuff. But according to this rumor, Star Wars Rebels sequel is reportedly scrapped in favor of Dawson's Ahsoka show. Um, so that's very interesting, and there's a, another part to that, to some degree. But but let's talk about the first part right now. Uh, go ahead. I know you're yeah, say. <laughs> there is a lot to unpack here. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's just go ahead and 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 talk about what the source is from here. The source is from Kessel Run's transmissions. Um, <laughs> now they've given um, some solid information. They clearly have a source. They have somebody. Um, but I will say that source has. Not necessarily uh, been completely wrong, but sometimes it leads in kind of the wrong direction, wrong idea, or something ends up just happening differently than what they said, those kind of things. Yep. Um, So, you know, of course, it's just a rumor, so we cannot take it uh, as as truth, but I will say that a lot of this I actually do find to be believable. Yeah. Um, So let's just talk about kind of what they they have written here. I'll read it off to you, and, and then we'll discuss it. Sure. They said, there has been a conversation between John Favreau and Dave Filoni as to whether this live action Rebel sequel is going to be live action or animation. But it sounds like the way that the conversation has gone is that Rebel sequel being live action and that specifically being the Ahsoka series on Disney+. Plus. That being said, this is not the end for Ahsoka and animation from what we've heard. Um, John has successfully convinced Filoni to tell the next chapter of Ahsoka's journey, specifically in a tie-in with Rebels in live action. The next part of the journey is going to be told that way. Basically, the Rebel sequel was already in production, even eyeing a November 2020 release date. And Taylor Gray even recorded lines for Ezra Bridger already. 
But after the success of The Mandalorian Season 1, that's where John was like, okay, we can bring these characters into live action and tell the story this way. Interesting. I mean, I don't... Here's the thing. Uh, this is still a rumor and stuff, but I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Right. Um, yeah. There has been a shift, clearly. Uh, a little. I mean, that's not true. I was going to say there's a shift away from the animated, but that's not true because Bad Batch is coming and a few different things like that. But... I do feel like they are seeing the success of the live action shows um, because here, and here's the thing. I'll just say this right off the bat, right? There's some people who think that they're too old for animation, right? And that's just, that's just true. Um, and I don't know why that is because you can have a very deep adult show that's in, uh, as we see in Clone Wars season seven, my opinion is a very deep, other than some silly moments, but mm-hmm. very deep, dark, adult-esque show that's a deep yeah. story yeah and like family guy yeah. and <laughs> yeah family guy is a tearjerker at times um very serious i don't think i've ever even heard a joke on that show whatsoever um so very serious show um but my point is is that there's there's there is a a marginal amount of people in this world that that just think that they're too old for animation no matter how good the story is so my point is is that they're got. They're not going to watch Rebels. They're not going to watch Clone Wars. They're not going to watch Bad Batch. And and the, yeah, there, there's there's people that just, they won't give it even. Give they it won't a even chance. give it a chance. Yeah. The thing is for kids. Yeah. So my point in saying that is, I I guarantee you that Disney's seeing this, and with the uh, success of Mandalorian, and they're like, oh, okay, that's really good. Mandalorian two, super big success. And then now, okay, here's 10 more live action shows that you're going to have because like, of course they're going to want to do something that's successful. I mean, why not? No, no, everybody's going to want to do that. So if they have already have an Ahsoka based show and they've already in, in Mandalorian season two have dropped Thrawn, Again, with all of these kind of puzzle pieces connecting together, I could see that the resolution of the Rebel storyline would happen in the Ahsoka show. I mean, I'm not saying that's what it is, but I could see that happening. What do you What do you think? You are on the same same line with that. Yeah, I think I think what they, with the success of the Mandalorian and they brought Ahsoka in, I think they said, "Hey, you know what? The story can be told in live action, um, and we'll get a bigger audience because of it." So mm-hmm. let's let's tell this chapter of Ahsoka's story in in live action, um, include some of the other shows, make it a big event, and I think that's what they're doing. Um, I so so with that being said, I don't think we're getting a Rebel sequel animation animated show anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we had been discussing this. I actually funny enough, I I went back and listened to like a little bit of our first couple episodes just to see what we were talking about. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, <laughs> there's right. the second episode and we were talking about the rebels, the rumored rebel sequel. And, uh, and we were talking, um, about that. And, and so here we are, you know, almost a year later and we still have never seen anything about it. And now we've gotten Ahsoka in live action and, and we know there's an Ahsoka series and, and we've been wondering, well, how does this rebel sequel still fit in with all this? Right, you know, where do, right. where would it fit in? It just doesn't Absolutely. really make sense to have this Ahsoka show and a rebels animated show now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think this is the answer. They've decided to not do it. I will say for those of you who love Ashley and who, who love the animated shows, I think there's still hope here because as, as we, as we have seen, they, they mentioned that f- this live action for this chapter of her story, for this part of it, um, 
So to me, that that tells me that we're going to get Ahsoka in live action for a while, but I think mm-hmm. they still want to end her story in animation. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. I think, it's definitely possible. I think some way, somewhere down the road, we will get another um, show with Ahsoka kind of finalizing her story, and I think it has to be done in animation. Well, I mean, it started in animation. Why not yeah. end it in animation? You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, on the same, I'm on the same page as you for sure. Yeah, so I mean, we will we'll see as as time goes on, but I, I think that's kind of where we're headed with it. Yeah, so on the same on the same page, there was also some rumors uh, on the plot details of Ahsoka series, right? So, and um, and of course, this is kind of exactly what we're saying here. Uh, the, the 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 plot details are this: the plot of Ahsoka is the search for Ezra Bridger, Ezra yeah. and Thrawn. Um, <laughs> The Ahsoka series is literally taking the scripts from the Rebel sequel into her series. And says we're going to be seeing Sabine in live action. She's going to be co-starring alongside Ahsoka. Originally, the Rebel sequel was going to be starring Ahsoka and Sabine, so it makes sense that the Ahsoka series would be the same thing. Uh, the Ahsoka series will lead into spinoffs like an Ezra and Thrawn show. Uh, mm, Ahsoka will be the story that the successor was supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it's definitely plausible to me. It's definitely yeah, plausible again, to me. Again, all that's plausible, except I find it a little weird. Why would we get a an Ezra and Thrawn show? Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess maybe weird. if it's telling like what happened before whatever we see in Ahsoka. Yeah. Unless Ahsoka doesn't get to Ezra and Thrawn, but what would be the purpose of a, an entire show and she never yeah, gets well, to them? If especially if that's the story, right? I think we're gonna see Thrawn and Ezra both in the Ahsoka show now, for yeah. sure. Um and I and I can maybe see a, a prequel to that that stars Ahsoka and or sorry, not Ahsoka, Ezra and Thrawn. But if they did that, I feel like that'd make more sense to be animated maybe that does make more sense to be animated in my opinion yeah and it kind of it talks about their time together or what yeah. experience or whatever right but, but who's who's no for sure on that yeah um, that's that's definitely conjecture in my opinion <laughs> yeah so i mean there's a lot of interesting uh you know story involvements there and that, that's actually again one of the rumors that i can feel like overall is, is probably one of the more probable ones but of course that is still just a rumor yeah so. and continuing with kessel runs transmissions yeah. uh they they kind of just threw out all of this at once um and they you know, of course you know they say they have a source that tells them <coughs> these things so mm-hmm. we're just uh reading all these off because it's some interesting stuff uh, the, the next one here is that um is that star wars reportedly has big plans for rex in upcoming projects. Mm-hmm. So again, with what we're hearing, that would make sense, right? Uh, with oh, I mean, yeah. an Ahsoka yeah. show with no Rex seems kind of like uh, a, a bad decision. Right, exactly. Um, and we know Tamora Morrison is now uh, back and ready to roll. Yeah, I mean, so, he's already in Star Wars So stuff, here's so. what we have here. Our sources were saying that they actually saw the armor of Captain Rex um, in this on the set of The Mandalorian. So I think if that's the case, there was probably screen test for Rex for the Ahsoka series. Rex was going to be a part of the Rebel sequel, so if they're carrying that over to the Ahsoka series, he's going to be in it. They're not done with Rex. I heard that Lucasfilm is super interested with continuing with his story. 
Well, first of all, why not? I mean, Rex is a fantastic character. I love Rex. And like you said, I mean, Rex is Ahsoka's peanut butter to her jelly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, a very disturbing analogy there. But honestly, though, <laughs> you know, it's true. You know, with all the experiences they had, and especially after we see it in Season 7 of Clone Wars, how she basically liberated him from the, the, the mind-controlled chip or whatever, and then in Rebels all the time they were together. You know, I, I just think that, I think it makes sense, right? I think it just makes sense for uh, for them to to be together. And, and yeah, I just think it would be a huge missed opportunity, especially with Tamira being here and stuff. I just, yeah. Basically, what we're learning from this is Tamira Morrison is going to be stinking rich. My man's <laughs> going to have plenty to do here in just the next couple of years. I mean, <laughs> with with his uh, involvement in, in, uh, in The Mandalorian, yeah. Now in the book of Boba Fett, yeah. potentially in the Ahsoka series, yeah. potentially in Kenobi, Kenobi series, yeah. Um, as Commander Cody and mm-hmm. and maybe even other clones, yeah. Um, there's <laughs> my, my man set, my man set. That's all he, I can say. <laughs> he is literally the the fact like he has to be thinking, wow, you know, I when I accepted that job for uh, to play Django, Django would never all those years it. ago, yeah. You know, now is paying off more than probably ever yeah. before. And like that's that's so cool. I think, I mean, on a side note, did he play? Yeah, never mind, never mind, never mind. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Were you he... gonna say in episode three? Yes. Uh, no, that's not oh. what I was gonna say. Never mind. <laughs> he was he was in that one too. Uh, if you, was he? If you okay, didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> episode. Was he episode two? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> All right, but anyway, no. But you're right. I mean, this is just like a, it is kind of like a, a random character that's just in one one or two scenes in, in episode one, right? Uh, uh, where he, or episode two, I mean, whenever he uh, plays as Django, right? Like, you know, who would have ever expected that it would turn out to to be such a huge character? You know, well, I mean. I guess whenever they figured out that he he's going to be the template for every clone, I mean that's going to be uh, it's going to be well, yeah. When you're the face of every clone, that's what <laughs> that now is paying off big time for him. Right, he can be yeah. a billion different characters in the Star well, Wars universe, right? Um, and be in all kinds of different movies. <laughs> good for him, man. So, I mean, good for him. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome, yeah, really. It is. Okay. Well, also you had another part to yours, I believe, right? Another part to the Castle Run. Stop. We have one more. Yeah, you want me to go ahead and just yeah, read that just here? Quick. Yeah. Um, this is the the last one that they they shared, and and we kind of have speculated on some of this before, but they're saying that the Mandalorian will stretch out to twenty twenty seven, and may even expand to some feature films down the line. Yeah, yeah. That's... So we've heard in the past that the Mandalorian at some point was going to have some theatrical movies yeah. right we've heard that before we've talked about that right um i i still think this there there is a chance of this now we'll see how theaters go in the next couple of years i think exactly. that's exactly yeah. um you know the pandemic has really has really messed up theaters and messed up releases and we'll see if that bounces back or not i think that's the first right. thing we have to see yeah because uh, that's really uncertain right now um yeah everyone's planning to go back to theaters but we'll see if people even want to go back well i mean it's a it's a big shame to us but there, i have seen a lot of people say like well i'm not even missing it i don't care about theaters blah, 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 you know yeah well you know f- for you and me at least we we love the theater experience yeah we love to go there together We've, yeah. we we go always go see the star wars movies together we go yeah. there you're sitting there the excitement the waiting the every just yeah. the getting yeah. a bucket of popcorn and <laughs> you know now sure yeah. the convenience of at home is is great 
and and fun, but but it's not but it's not the same. <laughs> well, and then you got, I mean, plus with the theater as well. I mean, I'm I'm really pitching for theaters, but you have that whole again the experience what you said, but the experience of also the screen is the ten times screen, larger, yeah. you know, or well, probably more than ten times, and uh, you know, you have the huge speakers with the subwoofers and bass. I mean, it's a whole experience. It has a whole experience that's. Um, you know, I can't remember what his name was, but I was watching an interview with somebody. I can't remember. He's not huge or anything, but he's like a film guy mm-hmm. who works on a lot of films and stuff. And he's like, anybody who says that they're truly experiencing a film on their telephone is stupid. And well, he said a lot of other <laughs> expletives that I can't say, but, uh, he says basically you're stupid and ignorant because you know, you're not experiencing this film on a phone. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that hundred percent. It's, it's so different when you watch something yeah. on your phone. Now yeah. I will say my, my setup in my living room with, with my TV oh, and, you're so and cool. sound system <laughs> is, is pretty good. So like, yeah. Um, I like, I think I get some of that theater experience through yeah. it because the sound and so is pretty good. But, but um, but it still doesn't replace it. No, and no. and so I think um, I hope the theater experience remains. But it, but moving on past that, if if it does, then I could see them bringing a a movie at some point of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, whether that's the final chapter of the Mandalorian story, maybe they could do a theatrical release for that. Yeah. Uh, just to make it a, a bigger a uh, bigger moment, you know. Um, I, again, I don't know. I, I, I think that I feel like they may have to, to kind of play around with that with something else first, because yeah. I think it's a big, big, um, risk to, to take something that is so popular on, on a streaming service. Right. And then all of a sudden make part of that story. You have to go to a theater to watch it. Yeah. And I think that could be a big risk for them to take. Because you might lose a, a portion of that audience who's like, I'm sure. not going to go watch it in theater. So I just I just don't know what happens, you know, type yeah, deal. Yeah, exactly. And there's um, a whole chunk of that story that you won't have. Um, and, and, you know, and it's, it's kind of like transplanting, you know, a palm tree to a desert. You know, and I'm not saying that it could, you know, Mandalorian couldn't go over there. But it's, it's like taking something that's innately to a different ecosystem and trying to transplant it somewhere else because you think it might do well. And it may not, right? It may not survive, you know. Um, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you on that. And you know, yeah, so again, like I don't know how it would work necessarily. Yeah, but I, I think maybe one of the best ways would be to to do kind of what they've been talking about. They're they're doing all these shows that connect, and then maybe their event, their big event of all these shows colliding, uh, their Avengers, let's say, yeah, is is a movie, a theatrical mm-hmm. movie. I yeah. I think that would be cool, that but then work. but I still think you're going to have a large portion of audience that says, "Hey, I've been watching all these at home, and then the finale, I can't. I have to go to a theater right. to watch it." And and here's the thing, right? Here's the thing: they could experiment with doing what they did with Milan, right? And uh, or I think that's what it's called, right? Uh, okay, okay. Where Dude, it's, it's, yeah. it's 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 you can go watch in the theater, mm-hmm. but if you want to pay some money, you can watch it on Disney Plus at home too. Sure. And that's. that's I feel this is what my opinion is, and this is going outside of Star Wars a little bit, but mostly Star Wars too. Is like I feel like in the future, that's how it's going to probably evolve uh, for movies. Well, they're already talking about doing that for Black Widow. Yeah, um, yeah. they're they're talking about exactly. when Black Widow does release, um, that they actually are thinking about uh, charging thirty bucks for you to watch it from Disney Plus still. Right. And um, and and yeah, I think you're right. I think that's the future we're headed towards, mm-hmm. uh, especially this pandemic, I think, has pushed it closer than ever before. I think no matter what, we were headed that direction. But because of the pandemic, things had to change. Right. And I think now 
uh, people, people are like, okay, we know you can give us this movie on our streaming service. <laughs> right. So like, right. uh, we know you can do it. Uh, so give us the option, you know? Sure. And yeah. So I, I don't think it's a bad thing. No, I, don't think it, I mean, like I said, as, I mean, in my opinion, you can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't strip away my ability to go watch a movie in the theater. <laughs> like whatever you want to do. If you want to stay home and you're James James, that's fine. But I still want to be able to go watch a movie. And I hope there's enough people out there that hey, feels the same way. If, if the theater experience ever goes away, don't worry. You and me, we'll get our VR headsets and we'll watch it. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. We'll sit in that VR theater and watch it together. Exactly. <laughs> like the old days. Exactly. <laughs> we won't be able to hold hands, though. <laughs> not the same <laughs> we don't do oh, that we man. don't do that I, I, I didn't mean to say that I didn't, we don't do that but your hands always get so sweaty <laughs> your hands are always so slippery they're so sweaty i get nervous anyway i gotta tell my wife's rolling her eyes right now when she's listening oh, to this yeah i got really we'll awkward when, when tara came in when they're like what do we do now <laughs> uh, okay anyway it's like now both my hands are busy. I can't eat my popcorn. <laughs> can't eat my popcorn anymore. <laughs> I have to peck at it like a chicken. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. Anyway. Oh my. <laughs> I don't know where that was coming from. But anyway. <sighs> okay. Anyway. So, uh, second to last rumor for this week is you know we had talked about uh, EA and some of the games that are going on and things of that nature. Um, and how uh, you know we're going to start moving away from EA. Not necessarily that we're going to be. Uh, not necessarily that they're going to not make any more, but we're going to start going to Ubisoft and a couple of different other companies they are going to start making and developing stuff. But as Drew said, uh, EA has said that they are already working on some stuff, right? We don't know what that is, but there is a rumor that there is apparently some new evidence that there is going to be a sequel <clears throat> to Battlefront 2, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, so uh, actually it was a guy on Reddit um, nice. pota- Potato Slayer Two. Oh well, um, you know I've heard about him. Before. He he yeah. discovered that multiple members of the Star Wars Battlefront Two cast have been like taking pictures and videos of them in motion capture shots, voice recording, doing different things, uh, and that includes Iden, the the actress for Iden Versio. Versio, which is Janina, um, Anthony Scordy, which is Garrick Versio, and and Dell, um, all all three of those, and so. Um, they're saying like something appears to be in the works. Right. If, yeah. if all three of them are doing something at the same time, that really seems to imply that there's a good chance this could be some kind of future story yeah. for those characters from Battlefront 2. Doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it's Battlefront 3. Right. But it means something. I was saying, now this is a true honest to goodness rumor right here like there's not like very much information it's just a speculation of one guy saying like these three people who happen to work on the same project were doing something at the same time something so that's like this is like an honest to honest to goodness uh, rumor here but yeah i mean and and when we say and I, we had this conversation a little bit before because i was a little confused as well i want to clarify so for somebody else who might be confused when we say sequel to battlefront 2 right it could be just the continuation of the battlefront 2 story um, or some kind of uh, variation of that story with those characters. Um, so, it may, like I said, it may not inherently be Battlefront 3, but it could be like a Battlefront 2, the rise of something, right? You know, another addition to. So, kind of like, it's not the same exact thing, but like Halo to Halo 3 ODST, where there's, it's like an addition to that that title. So Right. It, it seems to imply that, that Iden Versio 
and her little crew are coming back for something, right? It seems to imply that based off of, of the posts that each person have, have been posting, along with some of the things they have said, such as, uh, um, like, Scordy also thanked Ramini in a tweet, along with a clip from the Battlefront 2 campaign, in which Ramini stated they can't re- they can't reveal what they'd been working on. Uh, little things like that, right? right. They, they seem to be hinting that their characters are returning in some way. So it's just a matter of waiting to see what that yeah. is. And we know EA is working on more games. That so. is true. So it could be could be possible. So those of you who uh, like Battlefront 2, something to be excited about. If, if you know, it might be possible. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to our last rumor, um, Kevin Kiner has <laughs> confirmed. Oh, sorry, this has changed. It is now. It is this is actually news now? This isn't a rumor. Uh oh. Um, Kevin Ki- Kevin Kiner has confirmed he is returning to score Star Wars The Bad Batch. So okay, earlier nice. this was a rumor, yeah. but it has now changed to being confirmed. Anyway. Way um, to keep up with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, StarWarsNewsNet.com had reached out and, and asked, and I hadn't seen this yet, but they, they did come back and, and confirm that he is scoring The Bad Batch. To those of you who don't know who he is, he is um, he is the one who also did uh, Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, did a good job on that too. He, he scored all of the Clone Wars and all four seasons of Rebels. So, yeah. So I think, uh, of course, that makes perfect sense for him to come back for this. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to bring some more familiarity to, to the show. Um, I yeah. think it makes perfect sense. I agree. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, all, that's yeah, all i got to yeah, say about that. <laughs> I mean, that's good news. Yeah, great uh, news. But jumping into releases, uh, again, releases continue to be kind of slow right now. Yep. Um, but we do have a couple of comic book releases for you. Uh, coming out on Wednesday, we have Dr. Afra issue 7, and we have Star Wars Adventures Smuggler's Run 2. Mm. So uh, both of those coming out the 20th. That's a Wednesday. Check those out. Very cool, very cool. Okay, so we're coming to uh, our Q&A segment where every week we go to Facebook and sometimes Instagram, like I did this time, <laughs> asking you all for to ask us questions, bring up topics and more. Um, like So we try to do our best to pick three of these questions and topics a week, and if there's ever more, we're going to kind of push them uh, into a queue that will be answered for the first time next week. So uh, just kind of give a little update. You know, I'm sure most of you know that, but if there's anybody new this week, I just wanted to, uh, to, to give that little bit of an update there. Um, so as we well know, uh, very thankful for it, but Alex Mason asked quite a few questions last week, which kind of came in clutch. So we're kind of going to answer two of his and then go on. Um, probably, <laughs> probably answer two of his like each week. <laughs> so we appreciate it. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so the first one Alex asked is, do you think that the book of Boba Fett will be the conclusion of Boba Fett? So that's a very good question. And I think one, uh, one question that, that a lot of people are asking right now, um, that people are kind of, uh, wondering about, kind of worried about, you know, um, and for me, it's, I will say it's hard to say at this point, but tentatively, my opinion is that yes, this is the kind of the, the big finale for Boba Fett. Like that, like after all this time, Boba Fett was supposed to be this awesome bounty hunter, blah, blah, blah. But then he just gets knocked in the back into a solid pit and dies. Right. That was so, so very lackluster for a lot of fans who really liked him. So now they brought him back, right? He is kick butt as ever. And now he's going to get kind of his final show, like his own show where he's going to get to become like the, the boss over the galaxy. Now the big Jabba that maybe he's a little more uh, just than Jabba, but he's going to be kind of the crime boss or whatever. And uh, you know, he's going to finish that strip and he's going to be successful and everybody lived happy ever 
happily ever after. Um, so that I mean, I'm not saying that's what it's going to mm. be, but I could see that happening. Drew, what do you think? Do you think this? Do you think the book of Boba Fett will be the end of Boba Fett? So this is one of those rare times where I completely disagree with you. Really? Okay. Uh, I know a lot of times we we seem to be on the same yeah. page most of the time, but yeah. no, I think I think this is just the beginning. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I think I think this is just the beginning for what we're going to see from Boba Fett. Um, I think as long as as long as we're getting shows set in the period that we are, like The Mandalorian and all these other shows, I think mm-hmm. as long as we're getting that stuff, Boba's going to be going to be around mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's going to be focused on him by any means but um i think i think the book of boba fett is um setting him up as this as this new crime lord yeah but also potentially showing some other things from the past now i don't know mm-hmm. about that for sure but but as we as you know the title the book of boba fett makes you think maybe we're getting different chapters from his life right yeah um and so I'm, I'm hoping we at least get one episode that's about him um, getting away from the Sarlacc pit and how that came about, you know, right, that kind of thing, right. what he did in between uh, Return of the Jedi and, and the Mandalorian, that kind of thing. Um, but I think this is only going to be the beginning for him. I think <clears> we're going to see him in other things. Uh, now, will we get more shows focused on him? I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. But I think I think he will be a recurring character in other things. So so yeah, let me let me say I do agree with you on that point. I do think that he will be back probably in the Mandalorian, um, or or the Ahsoka show maybe. But I'd say like the Mandalorian he'll probably be back into. But I think the I think the thing I want to point out is that it depends on what the Book of Boba Fett is about, right? We have a lot of shows, as you said, uh. uh Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka, Mandalorian Season 3, they're all going to be in the same timeline. And again, I do think that it just depends on on what they end up doing in the Book of Boba Fett. Because here's the thing, if, you're, if they do the Book of Boba <clears throat> Fett where it's just him concurrent to that timeline, and then maybe some flashbacks, then, then I feel like they would have to do, because at some point they're going to have to end his, his storyline, right? And as much as I, I hate to say it like this, Disney has clearly been trying to to take out some of the older characters, you know, with Luke and Leia and Han and and Lando. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm hoping they're learning. They have learned from their I mistakes. I hope so too. I hope so too. <laughs> I agree. I'm just saying, like, what I guess what my point is is with the book of Boba Fett, what could happen? What could happen? I'm not saying this is. I have no con- context to to back this up. But what could happen is that the show starts concurrent to, and he becomes the new Jabba, right? Mm-hmm. Then it goes in and it goes back in time to show how he got to that point. And then the show goes forward in time past all the events of Ahsoka show Hmm. Mandalorian ends his line. So he'll still be in other shows, but we know the end too. So the book of Boba Fett is kind of wrapping up his whole story, but we still know. That's an interesting thought. So like I said, I'm not saying that that's what I want. And I'm not even necessarily saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying I can imagine that could be what they do. Sure. Because I don't foresee them um, ever making another show about him, unless it goes like wildly successful. But I don't imagine it. Well, and that's that's the next question: is the Boba is is the book of Boba Fett going to be one season, or is mm-hmm. it going to be multiple seasons? Yeah. If it's multiple seasons, then sure. I think eventually that show will will tell the ending for Boba Fett in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. If it's one season, no, I don't think so. I think it's just the beginning because yeah, they can't I'm, they can only tell so much in a in a short season. 
You know what I, I, mean? I do agree with that. And, I do agree and, with and that. from everything yeah. we've heard, the season's not even going to be that long. Yeah. And so I, I just, I don't think that it's going to be like his finale. Um, I, and, and something to think about is when they, when they talked about these shows, uh-huh. they, you have to remember, they did say that the next chapter is starting in December, 2021, True. which is yeah. the book of Boba Fett. And if that's the if that's the next chapter in this story that's going to end up telling in, or ending with this big event, right. means that Boba Fett has something to do with this upcoming big event at some point. Right. No, I do agree. That. I do think he will be in the big event. I, okay. I completely agree with that. I'm just saying it's possible that the story will go go somewhere into the future and end it. So. Again, I have no context in saying that. I really don't know. I just, I just yeah. don't imagine them ever mm. leaving his story kind of hanging. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no ending to his story. Now, what that might come much later. I just, I guess the point is that there's not enough details right now for me personally to say whether it'll be the end or not. I guess I don't know. I guess, yeah. I, I guess I'm just leaning on. It depends on if there, if it's one season or 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 more seasons. If it's one season, I don't think it's the ending. Yeah. If the if this is a show that that spans multiple seasons and ends sometime in the future, then sure, I think they can end it at some point that yeah. way. Which but, I'll agree. I will say that Boba Fett is a like too. Um, it sometimes feels like he's too big of a character to just bring him back and then kill him off. Well, that yeah, that's my thoughts. Like they, yeah. he's finally back. We've always wanted Boba Fett, um, right. To 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 actually be a character, you know, right. not just something cool to look at, Some but an kind actual of side character. Prop, actually, have you know. him be a part of it, and and we're finally getting that. And I don't think, I do not think that Lucasfilm is going to to throw him away just as they have brought him back. And I mean, if December 2021st is the end of his story, like that was a span of a year. <laughs> right. And I just right. don't think, I think they got a lot for him to do. So Right. No, I agree. And he's a big enough character that like, you know, he's a, he's a moneymaker. Everybody yeah. loves Boba Fett. So I think we're kind of going in a circle at this point. I agree. Though, so we should so, move on. at the end of the day. Yeah, I know. I don't have a ton of time anyway. So <laughs> we talked about that forever. <laughs> we did. So I guess the answer is we don't know. Anyway. Um. It was one of those rare moments where we, where we had different opinions. So, so we kind of like, like, hey, I want to so see what could, you have to think yeah, about Yeah. So we yeah, could yeah. actually kind of debate. On it, which doesn't happen very often with us, <laughs> right? No, and uh, I agree. I, I just to finish it off, I, I think I, I truly don't have enough information to make a definitive statement. Um, at the end of the day, I do think it is a little early to kill him off or whatever. I that's why I thought the only way that it would be the end is if they go into the book of Buffett and go forward in time, but we'll see. I guess we really don't know until we know. All right, great question. Um, he like the second question we're gonna do for him this week is: Do you guys know how to do the Obi Wan and Anakin saber spin? Because I'm learning how to do it, and it's really fun. So first of all, um, we're not nerds. No, <laughs> nah, just kidding. We actually are nerds. Um, <laughs> I had to do it. That's why I had to do it. Um, honestly, I like I like to think that I can do it. Um, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, but. Something that Andrew and I have professed to be when we were younger, we're pretty good with lightsabers. Um, We did, like, every time we were together, from the ages of, like, I don't know, six or seven to, like, 12, 13, I don't know, maybe. Like, every time we were together, all we did was, was, like, fight with lightsabers and and try to mimic the things from the movies and things of that nature. So, I don't know. I mean, I like to think that that we were able to do it at one point. I don't know about now, though. Um... Well, yeah, I, I I couldn't do it now probably, but uh, I could do something similar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could try, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, Alex, um, send us a video of you doing it. Oh, that's a great point. If you send us a video, we will post it on our yeah. our page. Yeah. So. so go ahead, 
if you've perfected Dude. it yet, go it, ahead. If anybody wa- if anybody thinks that they can do it, this would actually be really fun. If anybody thinks they can do the OB Annie spin, mm-hmm. send us a clip of you doing it, and we'll stitch it together with this big video of everybody doing it. Everybody doing it. Now, we'll probably get like two submissions if that. But if, if it would be fun if a lot of people did this. I think it would be really fun. And at the end, like maybe we can try to find one of our dusty lightsabers somewhere and, and, and try to do it ourselves. That would be fun. I think it would be fun. If we get enough, if we get like five or six people to send this clip in, we might try it. Okay. Okay. I think it would be fun. Okay. I think it would be fun. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's you just have me flopping around like a fish at the end. <laughs> flop on the back and flop on fish. SpongeBob. Squid. Anyway, okay, we're getting crazy. So, a great question. Um, I don't know. Probably not. I don't think I could do it. We'll try. Let's see if 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 enough people send us videos in. Okay. So our second question comes from Kristen, who has a very cool question this week. Um, I something I haven't really thought about, um, and I love. I'm, I'm excited to talk about. Uh, Kristen's question was, uh, what is your opinion on Star Wars adding subtitles on droid dialogue in non-quote-unquote English alien languages and dialogue, like, you know, how they speak, uh, uh, what do they call it? I don't remember what they call English. Um, basic. Basic, yeah, yeah, basic. I was going to say traditional. <laughs> that's not, I know that's not it. Anyway, so basically, what is your thoughts on them adding subtitles to droid dialogue in non English non-basic alien dialogue. What are your thoughts on that? I have actually pretty specific thoughts on that, but I'm curious what you think first. Well, you know, as we as we know, Star Wars has been uh, kind of they've kind of flip flopped back and forth on on uh, on aliens dialogue. Like sometimes McClunky. there sometimes there is, <laughs> sometimes there's not. Right. Uh, there just seems to be real no no real rhyme or reason to when you get subtitles for right. for aliens. Um, as far as droids go, no, I, I do not want subtitles for droids. Right. Uh, I think there's something special about like R2D2 just whistling, and 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 when it's super important, somebody will kind of like repeat it back. It's like, just part wait, of. Wait, did you just say? <laughs> it's just kind of part <laughs> of the convenient. magic, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love I love that. I don't need it to be subtitled. Um, as, as with the aliens, I I kind of wish. I think I do kind of wish that like they would all just be subtitled. Mm-hmm. If they're going to, if some of them are going to have subtitles, why not just all of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, I do because here's my thing: I would much rather that than every alien speak basic. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I agree. And, and, I agree. And most of the time now, a lot of the time, like every alien just speaks basic yeah. and it gets really <laughs> right. annoying. Like right. it was, we were watching the Mandalorian, you know, and you go yeah. and they go in as I think it's the first episode and the aliens yeah. in there and he just, and he like has this like Southern accent yeah, and like, like they, you and it's boy. like, why it's like, it, it takes me out of the star Wars magic a little bit. Yeah. When you got these crazy looking aliens, but they speak like a normal human <laughs> <A> Texan. <laughs> and, and I kind of yeah. wish we'd go back to like nice old Republic. Uh, yeah. Of course I always just go naturally. Back to this. Yeah. But like in nice old Republic, <laughs> all the aliens spoke, alien languages and and you had to read the subtitles yeah and, but it made you just feel more immersed in the world it felt authentic i agree and and so for me i think you know have all the aliens talk their crazy languages and give us uh, subtitles but and the droids let them do their whistles and their beeps with no subtitles that's that's just me so yeah Call i me traditional i, I have <laughs> i have even probably more traditional views than you then. oh okay so this is pretty i'm pretty staunch i don't i won't say that. like i wouldn't be mad whatever but the, i'll just start off by making this statement one of the beautiful things about star wars for me is that it's different than real life um 
And, you know, you know, people are like, well, why do you need an escape from reality? Well, we all love to have that little bit of an escape from reality. And that's the beauty of any fictional uh, source of entertainment, you know, specifically Star Wars for me and Andrew, right? Um, It's kind of like that little bit of escape. It takes somewhere we've never been or we've never seen. So my point is, is that one of the beautiful things about Star Wars specifically, though, is the mystery of Star Wars. And and there's always something mysterious about Star Wars, Star Wars, whether it's something big or something small. It can be something big, like what is the species of Yoda? What even is the Force? What's the origins of the Force? And things I don't want to know, right? It's the beautiful thing is that we'll never, hopefully, know about the answers of some of those huge things. But there's also mystery in some of the small things of Star Wars, which is just something as simple as droid talk, and alien languages and just something that's just so it just makes me feel immersed and cool and i love it is like when you hear r2d2 speak and you have no clue what he's saying but yet there's some some people who know droid talk like anakin who knows exactly what he's saying and and furthermore with with aliens right they're you know you don't know what they're saying and it's kind of like immersive because if you didn't know their language you wouldn't know Um, and and there's not magically subtitles in real life. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I don't want subtitles, uh, but make a provision in which we know what they're saying. So if it's something important, let there be an interpreter, a protocol droid that's saying what they're saying. Let there be, if it's important, you know, as as cheesy as it can be, make a a non-cheesy way for the characters to repeat back basically what they're saying. Uh, You know what I'm saying? I just, I just love the mystery of Star Wars, and this is like, I'm getting really deep into this, but I'm saying I love the mystery of Star Wars, and I think sometimes subtitles can take us away if you know exactly what everybody's saying. Exactly, you know, I don't know how to speak a droid talk because there's no such thing as droids. I don't know how to speak an alien language because there are no aliens, right? Uh, that we know of, anyway. <laughs> but uh, I guess the point is, is, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> they're among us, anyway. So I think I just think that. For me, I love the mystery, and I, I think if it's important enough, they can make provisions for us to know what they're saying. So that's just the way I look at it. So I I um I don't necessarily disagree with that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm clearly passionate about. I was gonna it. say you are. I think you are even a little more um, traditional. <laughs> I I think uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine with with aliens having subtitles, but but yeah, I see your point too. Um, and, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. If it comes down to it, or it's a heavy dialogue between you and a character, like in a game or, or something like that, then yes, uh, you have to have. Well, yeah, I mean, if it's sitting there going, oh, God, do wah, do wah, and, and, and you're for like, like a long time. <laughs> for and, like 10 minutes straight, <laughs> you're like, you're having like dialogue choices and stuff. You're like, oh, uh, you know. Yeah, you have to have <laughs> that. But in a, in a show or a, t- or a movie where you just, you know, they have a quick conversation, then make those uh, provisions for us. So anyway. So great question. That was the yeah. one I, I really enjoyed talking about. Yeah. Um, do we want to uh, to go ahead and call it quits? Well, I don't know if you need to go or not. I or... do need to go. Um, we have do have one more question, so we can end on one question. Oh, we have one more question. Okay. And, uh, Sorry, and then we'll do that, that, and we'll end it. Because we don't have a – we have a main topic, but it's we'll one We'll just that, save it. We, yeah, we'll save it. We'll save it. Because we're getting hour time. 13. <laughs> uh, we, we had a lot of discussion there for people to hear, so yeah. I don't think we need a main topic today. <laughs> I agree. So uh, our third and final question comes from Josh and Berkshaw, our, uh, the JB man himself. Hey, JB. Um, he uh, – says my brother and my friend are getting into the podcast first of all i saw that those comments very much appreciate uh you you talking uh, talking us up <laughs> that that is was very kind of you <laughs> yes um, yes made our 
our small little hearts grow big. Our wee little heart. You know, on that day, our hearts grew three sizes, just like the Grinches. Mm-hmm. So we, right. we appreciate that for uh, giving the, spread the good <laughs> word to your, your friends and, and your brother. Yes. So anyway. Always appreciate it. My brother and my friend are getting into the podcast, and my friend is also really getting into the books. But okay. he wants to start with canon, especially as it uh, really starting to expand. Uh, I've suggested a few books to start with, but what are, what suggestions do you guys have? Any ideas where he could start and make his way through? So um, I have some ideas that I can talk about, but I'm not going to because Drew, like I have ideas, but Drew would actually have the answers. So Drew, go ahead. I think um, it kind of depends on exactly what you're going for. So I'll give a couple of different ideas. Um, if you're wanting to just start with the earliest in canon and go through the timeline, um, well, then it's actually pretty easy. It's the High Republic, uh, Light of the Jedi. Right. That would be where you would start. Um, if you're wanting to just start as early as possible and then just go chronologically, it would be uh, Light of the Jedi. And, of course, that just came out. It's an exciting new era. It would yeah. not be a bad place to start reading Star Wars books. Yeah. Um, if you want to, let's say, begin kind of with the prequel era... What was that face? <laughs> I just had a joke come to mind about something oh. you keep. I mean, you can say it if you oh, want. I was just going to say, you know, like, yeah, those say, you know, we're not having the higher public completed yet. So, you know, you probably want to start off, off of the basis of what we know, which is starting off with the prequel area. Um, there was the the first book I think we have canonical is Dookie Jedi Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. That, that just had it popped in my head. I'm yeah, sorry. He I had to say Dookie. <laughs> he uh, said Dookie. Um, yeah. So I actually. You know, Dooku, Dooku Jedi Lost may now officially be set during the High Republic. Yeah, technically. It might actually be. (laughs) Technically, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know for sure. But I actually don't know that I would recommend Dooku um, for someone who's going to start reading novels because it's it's a weird format anyways. I'm sorry. I just really wanted to say Um, Dooku. That's why I brought it up. (laughs) Uh, I think if you were going to start with prequels, I would do Master and Apprentice, which is the the book that focuses on Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. That's where I would start uh, if you're going to do that. Uh, For original trilogy fans... Uh, honestly, um, probably like Star Wars from a certain point of view would be a great one. Yeah. Just the, that, that has a ton of short stories about a new hope, uh, just to get you interested. And, and then from there, you know, you can kind of just go through the timeline, like with heir to the Jedi, which is about Luke Skywalker, um, uh, right after a new hope. Um, and then. Um, for someone who's who is more interested in like the sequel trilogy or or the events um, that lead up to the sequel trilogy, stuff like that, um, the aftermath trilogy would be an interesting uh, place to start. Start with the aftermath trilogy, which then kind of leads into where we're at with uh, like the Mandalorian stuff like that, um, of course, and then it goes into all of those uh, sequel trilogy books uh, like Bloodline, which is a great one. Um, if you're not concerned about starting at any kind of chronological spot, one of my big recommendations would actually be Lost Stars. Um, it's a great, great book by Claudia Gray that is set um, in, actually it kind of goes, spans through a, a, a larger amount of time and you see some different events throughout Star Wars at, from different from a different perspective. And so that would be a great one. It's easy to read because it's it's a young adult novel, so it's mm-hmm. super easy to read. So maybe for someone who's not 
super into reading. It's still like <laughs> me. something you can consume <laughs> fairly well and not have to struggle through. So I, I highly recommend that one. Um, and I mean, there's, there's not really any like a bad, bad book to read. Uh, another another one easy one that's that's really interesting if like they're a clone wars fan or something dark disciple is a good one to to start with um and i i would definitely recommend like the aftermath trilogy for those that are that are um interested in like where things are headed right um i think that has a lot of a lot to play with in there uh so yeah i think i named off quite a few there <laughs> that you could consider yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other, uh, of course there's also like the novelizations. Sure. There's novelizations, uh, of every movie that has came out since Disney, um, has had star Wars. And of course there's the, the old school novelizations as well from back a long time ago yeah. of the, the original trilogy and prequels. Um, th- if that could be something that would be interesting to read too, they always have a little extra, um, information in there. But, um, I, if I were to choose just anything, I, I for someone starting, I'd say go with the High Republic. It's 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 a fresh, new thing. Yeah, everybody's going to be reading it right now. Everyone's going to be talking about it. A lot of good it. conversation. Yeah. Lots of conversations can be had with friends. Um, I that's where I think if anyone's starting fresh uh, for the first time, I think it's a good place to start, and and it gives you time to kind of to as releases come out, you can get them, and you don't feel like oh, there's so many books I got to get through right. to. Um, you know, you'll be on the same page as all the rest of us. Exactly. You know, there's, we're, we're waiting one book at a time for this. I, I, let me inject here for just two seconds because I, I wanted to update this, but I never knew where to put it. So this is as good as time as any. Um, I did finally get, I, I said I was supposed to get my, my copy of uh, uh, Light of the Jedi by like the 30th or whatever, and it randomly came like yesterday. So I'm very thankful for that. But anyway, I, I was, I was going to tell people um, <clears throat> who, who are not traditionally strong readers like myself. I mean, you can read, obviously, but you just don't like to. Um, I, I did read the first, I got through the prologue in the first chapter yesterday. Um, and I, I'm not going to say it was magic, like, oh, it was the best thing I ever read, or like, it was the easiest thing I ever read. But I will say, of all the things that I've read in the Star Wars uh, books and stuff so far, this is one of the better books that I've read to capture my attention. Um, the way they, you know, that Charles describes things is very good. Um, it's very vivid. There's specific details, but it doesn't bog you down with details. And I think that is what trips me up a lot is like when yeah. writers get too many details in there. Like, yeah, if you can conceptualize it, you have a really good picture. But if you, if it, you know, if you're not a strong reader, you don't love to read, then you can get bogged down details. So I feel like Charles has a really good mix of details, uh, and then stopping when there's too much. So you're absolutely right. He, he has written this very well and it's very easy to, to read for, I think, uh, a large audience. Um, I, I finished the book mm-hmm. and, um, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, I'm excited about where this story is headed. Um, I, we will eventually do a, a big spoiler discussion. On yeah. it. We want to wait a little yeah. bit, let people, um, let other people read it as well and get through it. But um, and I, and, and I'll give a full review on all of that and, and mm-hmm. stuff, but I like where it's headed. Um, Charles soul did a great job and, um, I think, uh, I really think this is going to be some exciting stuff in the future with, yeah. with, yeah, with where sure. the story is going. 
So, um, again, I, I, I would suggest anyone read the high Republic, uh, or start with the high Republic light of the Jedi. It's out right now. Um, it's a, it's a great place to start. It, it potentially may be one of my favorite star Wars books. Really? So, Interesting. Yeah. Um, especially in the Disney canon. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it feels, it kind of feels like going back to legends because it's so, it's all so new and, and anything yeah, could happen. Right. And, exactly. and, uh, and I've missed that and I've missed it, uh, a large connected story like we're getting with this, like we right. used to get in legends and um, it's just, it's really exciting. And it, and it had me uh, completely, I mean, I was completely engrossed in the story from beginning to end um, and great characters, um, great plot twists. It's, I loved it. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of potential here. I mean, ultimately I think we know the ultimate story, but it's set so far back and they're introducing so many characters. It's kind of like, Anything I mean, happen, you have you to assume you have to assume, and this isn't anything spoiler because it doesn't like it, uh, it, it. This is just <laughs> just just kind right. of like what we've t speculated on since the beginning. You have to assume that eventually this High Republic era of stories is trying to lead us to what actually is the downfall of the Jedi. Right? Sure. Yeah. Like we know yeah. they're not they're no longer the High Republic by the time of the prequels. So yeah. So some stuff goes down. Absolutely. And, and so you have to assume that's really what this is actually about. It's like we're talking about the 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 height of the Republic and how amazing they are and how everything is perfect, but we assume that these stories are actually going to be probably fairly dark as time yes. goes on well i mean like i said uh chapter one <laughs> of the book a lot of the jedi was pretty dark um uh, there's some there's some pretty dark instances throughout the book i yeah. will say um uh but i but i will but again i don't want to get into any spoiler territory but i think like what we see in this book is nothing compared to what i think we're eventually going to see throughout the series yeah um I think I think we are literally just seeing the very very beginnings of of what this story is truly going to be about. Yeah, so. I'm definitely excited. I'm definitely excited. Yeah, yeah. So with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, and call it quits here. We have officially almost went just as long as we said we would not go. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> we said we said yeah. we've been doing an hour and a half, and we yeah. were going to try not to do that today. Yeah. Well, here we are, hour and twenty, or hour and twenty five minutes. So, hey, well, we hey, shaved six minutes what? off. Baby. Hopefully, you know? uh, hopefully, you guys are enjoying it. If you if you think we're just way too long, um, just just scream it at us on on Please. Facebook. Please, I mean, us, like you, you might think that's rude that you would comment like, hey, you know, sometimes the episodes are a little too long for me, like whatever, like. That's not mean. We really want to know. Yeah, we the, really the want only, to know. Everyone encourages us to go longer. If yeah. I'm, the, the people we actually talk to about it. But right. Except my wife who tells me that she has to <laughs> listen in uh, in short spans of time, like yeah. periods, because well, she can't some get people, through it. There's some people... Uh, see, see, some people are with podcasts like I am with reading, right? Sometimes it doesn't hold your attention as much as you'd want it to. And that's fine because everybody's different. But we want to know what is best for everybody. So we've only gotten like three opinions and all three of them said to go long. But if there's anybody out there who has a different opinion, please let us well, know. Yeah, and, and, not going to hurt our feelings. And in the end, like it's going to be up to you guys. But then again, if somebody enjoy. doesn't want to listen long, they probably won't be here anyway. So <laughs> That's very true. So anyway. That's very true. But anyways, we want to thank everyone so much for the continued support towards the podcast. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for weekly news, polls, discussions, and more. Go ahead and share the, the post for this episode on Facebook. We would greatly appreciate that. Please also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave a review. 
We would love to see some more reviews. We would appreciate that greatly. But we thank you for listening and join us next week for episode 46. And again, Ooh. we're getting very close uh, two weeks away from our um, our big one-year extravaganza. We're going to be doing some fun stuff, so be prepared for that. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and save uh, Saturday. Make sure you don't make any big plans or anything. <laughs> Plan to sit at home and, and talk to us. So. We are your plans. <laughs> but until next time, may the Force be with you. And we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal. Mm-hmm.